Welcome to Sully Sets, musings on sales and life. I'm your host, Rick Sully, and I've spent the past 25 years in the greatest profession in the world, sales. And the number one goal on my podcast is to teach you everything I've learned. I give you the tips, tools, and techniques necessary to excel in sales, network marketing, and most importantly, in life. So listen, learn, and enjoy the journey. Hey everybody, Rick Sully. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Sully Says Podcast. Very excited about this episode because it is something that is incredibly important to me. I'm very passionate about it and I'm a huge proponent of this concept. And that is believing in yourself. I want to start with a great quote by Roy T. Bennett from the book, The Light in the Heart. And Bennett states, believe in your infinite potential. Your only limitations are those you set upon yourself. Believe in yourself, your abilities, and your own potential. Never let self-doubt hold you captive. You are worthy of all that you dream of and hope for. What an amazing quote. Because in my mind, Self-belief is the foundation of everything good and magical in life. With it, you can accomplish anything you set your mind to. But without it, you will never truly reach your full potential, and you will look back on your life as a series of disappointments and falling short of your goals. Now, it is critical that you believe in yourself, or nobody else truly will. Now, there could be times where others are going to believe in you. You may have teachers, uh, professors, coaches, sales managers. But it really doesn't ultimately matter until you believe in yourself. Because other people's belief isn't going to lift you up and take you to new heights. Only you can do that. So the core of this podcast is going to be centered around sales professionals, network marketers, entrepreneurs, and to some extent, athletes. Now, why? Well, number one is I spend time throughout my life and career in each of these fields. And secondly, because these endeavors require a person to be self-motivated, passionate, hardworking, and above everything else, you must possess an unwavering belief in yourself. A high self-worth is critical to achieving success in these fields. And ultimately, It helps you manage disappointment, overcome defeats, and most importantly, it's going to help you handle the rejection that is associated with sales and network marketing. So what you'll find when you believe in yourself is that others are going to start to believe in you too. And your positive attitude is going to be contagious. It's going to instill confidence in your teammates, your prospects, and your customers. So what I've done today is I've outlined 12 steps critical steps, which I believe are going to go a long way to helping you believe in yourself. What somebody else accomplishes, what somebody else thinks, has little or no bearing on what you are going to accomplish, the success that you're going to achieve. Now, keep in mind, I think it's important to look to others for motivation, especially if you're in sales or athletics or network marketing, and you have somebody that appears to have similar ability 
and natural gifts that you have, but somehow they're having more success, then I, I certainly think you can look to them and say, you know what, I can accomplish that too if I do this, this, and this. But in terms of allowing yourself to feel like less of a person because of what someone else is doing, that's unacceptable. And that negative behavior is going to permeate you, and it's going to bring you down, and it's going to have a huge impact on your self-belief. So stop that right away. And that segues into step number two. Stop putting yourself down. Right? Negative self-talk, negative behaviors, negative words. I'm not good enough. I'm never going to win that contest. I'm never going to join that, uh, that level in my network marketing company. My business is never going to take off. Right? I'm never going to win a championship with my team. I don't care what it is. As soon as you instill that thought process in your mind, then your body is going to follow. And you're going to be in situations where you have the opportunity to go to another level and it's not going to happen because you've convinced yourself that you aren't able to get there. And that goes for your physical attributes as well. You know, for you to sit there and say, I'm not attractive or I'm overweight or I'm not as smart as so-and-so, what is that really accomplishing? All right, if you believe those things, then take steps to improve your own self-worth. If you're overweight, you're not comfortable with how you look in that respect, start exercising, walking, jogging. All right, if you don't feel you're smart enough, read. Not just read fiction. Read books that are going to help you to improve in your area of expertise. All right, self-help books, motivational books, time management, selling skills, whatever it is, it's up to you to improve that so you're not going to feel so negative about yourself. Something in you that either you didn't realize you had or you'd forgotten about or you'd suppressed it so deep inside of you that it was a distant memory. So smile, say thank you, and don't go into that, that self-deprecating negative humor if someone says, hey, you know, you, what an amazing job you did in that presentation. Say, oh, no, you know, I, too many ums, too many ands, I did this wrong, I talked with my hands, whatever the case might be, don't do that. Smile, thank you, tuck it away, because when you're having a bad day, you can pull that back out to help you get where you need to be. Number four. Always use positive affirmations to increase your self-esteem. And th this could go in a number of different ways. Number one, you can start with meditation in the morning. Some, number two, you can start with prayer. Number three, maybe you have a calendar on your desk that has a positive affirmation every single day. Uh, maybe you have put together something for yourself, like a, a list of positive words or statements, like I am great, I can accomplish anything, I'm the best salesperson out there. I'm going to impact people's lives in a positive way today. Whatever that is, it is going to have such a positive effect on your life if you start out every day with those uh, positive behaviors. And you think about it. Like most people, when they get up in the morning, what's the first thing you do is you grab your phone, check your Facebook, your LinkedIn, Snapchat, you check the news. And most of that is filled with negativity especially the news. I mean, there could have been something terrible that happened. There could be something politically that, you know, obviously this country is very divided. So politically, there could be something that sets you off. And Facebook, 
you have that instinct that Facebook is, is this awesome thing to connect with people. What it also does, though, is it goes back to what I said earlier. It creates this environment of constantly comparing yourself to others. So you wake up and you see somebody else posted something on Facebook about a vacation in the Turks and Caicos, or they've got a new boat, new vacation home, whatever it is, right away, that fills your mind with negativity. Like, I'm not good enough. What I'm doing isn't enough. So stop. Eliminate those behaviors. Revert back to the behaviors I mentioned at the beginning of this step, and you're going to see such a profound difference in your life. Number five, subscribe to daily positive emails. Listen to podcasts that motivate you. Uh, for example, I'm a big fan of Brendan Burchard. Uh, Darren Hardy uh, also has some uh, great content out there. Of course, Tony Robbins. Uh, my good friend Bob Heilig, for all you network marketers out there, he has some fantastic content. But the fact is, the who doesn't, is, doesn't matter as much as the what. What message are they trying to convey to you? Because I'll tell you, you could sit there and be in your car and listen to you know, Fox News or, or Howard Stern or let music wash over you. But are those things truly helping you become the best version of yourself? The answer is no. So you need to incorporate positive activities such as these into your life. I mean, how great is it when you go and check your email and the first email is a something from, I, I, it could be anything, a, a daily inspirational quote or a short little video that puts you in a positive state of mind. And what that allows you to do is kind of build some armor around yourself so when something does happen untoward during the day, you can adapt quicker and say, you know what? I can get through this, no big deal. Step six, surround yourself with positive, supportive people. I did a whole podcast on this. We are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. Make sure those five people are positive, they're energetic, they're encouraging, uh, they focus on all the good in your life, people that you're not going to constantly compare yourself to unless it's the sole purpose is to help drive you and push you to, to become a better person, then that's okay. But if you have negative people in your life, destructive people in your life, cut them loose. I'm not saying you can't go have a bite to eat with them, maybe grab a drink, uh, watch the ball game, but don't make them part of your everyday routine because they will have a deleterious effect on your life. Over time, they'll just chip away. And the other thing that's going to happen is they're going to have a tendency to pull you down. All right? They're going to hold on to you. When you're starting to pull away from the pack and having success in your life, whether it be in your career, uh, in your marriage, uh, in your financially, whatever it is, they're going to see that. They're going to compare themselves to you, which I said not to do, but they're going to do it. And it's going to fill them with like anger and jealousy. And they're going to want to sabotage your success. So would you really want to be around somebody that does that? Of course not. So distance yourself from negative people. Number seven, keep a journal. Right? And Hal Elrod wrote the book, The Miracle Morning, where he talks about positive things you can do in the morning. Like I mentioned, meditation. Journaling is another one. And I have one of my private coaching clients who said, I don't know what to write. I said, it doesn't matter what you write, just write. This isn't for publication. This is for your own clarity. And as you do it, it becomes a habit. When there's differences, like how long does it take to make a habit? I subscribe to the fact it's 21 days. 
So 21 days of writing in your journal, even if it's just, I hate writing in my journal, I hate writing in my journal, then guess what? You've gotten the habit. Every morning you get up and you're going to write in your journal. And eventually, the thoughts and ideas are going to flow from you. And if you do have those negative things in your head, get them out. Put them on the paper. Leave them in your journal, all right, instead of in your mind. And you also want to do something that I think uh, is, is phenomenal. It's a phenomenal activity and something very few people do. Is I want you to keep a notebook or a file on your computer where you log past successes, all right? Now, this could be anything. It could be a, a post that you put on Facebook where you got incredibly positive comments. It could be a private message someone sent you. It could be a text message. It could be an email. It could be a conversation that you have to document yourself. Whatever it is, keep that file, all right? I don't care what you call it, the positive file, the passionate file, the I need to feel good about myself file. I don't care what you call it. The fact is you have it and then you have to review it regularly. When you're having a bad day, you go back, you look at this file and you see all the positive things you're doing and the impact that you're having on people's lives. And I can tell you from personal experience that when you're having a bad day or when you're in a bad headspace, going back and reading this, it's just, it inspires you. It's like, you know what? I'm a good person. What I'm doing is making a difference. And it's going to help squelch that negativity. It's going to douse it. So if the negativity is a fire that's starting to, you know, the embers are starting to burn, and all of a sudden you take this water and you douse the flame, and guess what? You're good. The negativity is out, and the positivity replaces it. Next, make a list of your positive qualities. I mean, how often have you sat down and just said, you know what? I'm going to make a list. And say, I'm smart. I'm funny. I'm well-read, I have a quick wit, I'm very analytical, I'm a people person, I'm accountable. I don't care what is on the list, it's the fact that you make the list. And don't stop after 3 or 5 or 10. Try to get to 15, 20, 30, because you all have them. Maybe you don't realize it, maybe you don't use them enough, maybe you don't tap into them. But you have them. And ask your family. Ask your spouse. Ask your children. What do you like about me? What qualities do I have that endear me to you? What attracted me to you? Ask your friends. Ask your boss. Ask your teammates. It, it is important that you get others' feedback because they may see something in you that you do not see in yourself. And that is so powerful. Because that could be the tipping point for you. God, I never realized that people looked at me that way. I didn't know I had that quality. It was just something I did every day. And that could be the something that helps you build and become a better person, a better uh, version of who you want to be. So this is a very important exercise, and I challenge each and every one of you to do this as soon as possible. It will be incredibly eye-opening and empowering for each of you. Number nine. Avoid negative triggers. And I touched upon this one earlier, but I think it's worth revisiting. People, media, situations. You know, for example, you say you have this, this large group of friends. You guys all get together, but there's one couple that whenever you're there, the guy just gets under your skin. Right? You don't know what it is about him, but you always leave the party in a negative state of mind, and it stays with you for days. It percolates inside of you. And guess what? Don't go to the party. All right? Or don't talk to the guy at the party. If you're in a group talking, he comes over, politely excuse yourself. 
I have to go to the restroom. I need to refresh my drink. Oh, my wife needs me. I got to check on the kids. Right? But don't continually put yourself in the same situation and expect different results because that is, as you all know, the definition of insanity. All right? As an athlete, if you're on a team and you have a particular person who is continually negative, all right, then you need to figure out a way to help this person either understand their negativity and become a more positive influence on the team because ultimately what they're doing, and I don't care, you know, I said athletics, this could be on your network marketing team, this could be on your sales team, it could be someone that works with you as a small business owner. It doesn't matter as much where it is, it's how you react to them and how you handle them and try to get them turned around in a positive way so their negativity is no longer permeating your group or your team. Number 10, rejection, failure, loss, it's part of the job. It comes with the territory. Whether you're an athlete, you're a sales professional, you're a network marketer, you're an entrepreneur, you are going to experience these feelings throughout your career. Now the key is to not take it personally and use it as an opportunity to grow and learn. Because there's nothing worse than failing and not finding some value or some lesson in the failure. I mean, there's, and I'm going to paraphrase here as well, but, you know, they said Ben Franklin figured out 999 ways not to make a light bulb before he figured out the one way to do it. And I think that's been a pretty positive experience for most of us. So I want you to try this. Every time you experience a loss uh, or a failure or rejection, I want you to evaluate the situation and figure out, okay, what went wrong? What can I do better? What can I do different? And I'm going to give you an example of something that I did. I was a goalkeeper in soccer, high school, college, and after I graduated, I played for another 10 years. And what I did is I kept a notebook. And every time I was scored on, I would note the team, uh, weather conditions, if I knew which player scored on me, how the goal was scored, was it a cross, was it a shot, uh, whatever the case might be. And what I did wrong, if anything, sometimes it wasn't my fault, it was a good shot. And what I can do differently next time to prevent that. Because my thought process was, I want to get to the point where when I'm in that situation again, I'm not thinking about what to do because I've reviewed my notebook so many times that that situation is now part of my subconscious. So when I'm in there again, my body will automatically know what to do to prevent it from happening again. And these principles that I'm talking about apply to everything. Salespeople in particular, there's nothing worse than walking out of a sales call without a signed contract. You've invested the time, the money, the resources to get in front of the prospect, you had your opportunity and you blew it. So you can sit there, you can feel sorry for yourself, you can allow negativity to permeate you, but what is that going to accomplish? Nothing. If you want to feel bad for yourself, feel bad for 10 seconds, shake it off, and then figure out what you did wrong and what you're going to do differently next time. And then figure out how quickly you can make that next time happen. And maybe it won't happen with that prospect right away. 
but you're going to have other situations with other prospects where the same things are going to happen. And it's critical for you to know what to do and how to handle it the next time around. Number 11, practice, practice, and practice. Much of self-belief comes from comfort level, knowing it inside and out. Now, that applies to athletics, right? So when you're in this situation, in the heat of the game, your body just instinctively knows what to do because... You've practiced it so many times. And it could be so mundane and so routine. But it has to become second nature to you. I mean, you look at baseball players. Every single day before the game, they take batting practice and they take fielding practice. Do they need it every day? I mean, probably not. I mean, they've been doing this for their whole lives. But they do it because that practice is going to prepare them for the actual situation. And it's no different in sales or network marketers. I mean, how often are you guys practicing your craft? How often are you recording yourself on your phone and listening back to it? How often are you recording yourself with a video camera with your phone and listen, watching it back, looking for certain mannerisms? You could be doing things with your hands or little ticks that you don't realize your hand, you're doing, like touching your face, you know, rubbing your eyes, picking your ear. I don't know what it is, but until you see yourself presenting, you're not going to pick up on that. Right? So practice audio, video, and then in front of the mirror, and then in front of other people. It's got to become second nature to you. Right? Because I promise you, nothing else that you're going to do as a professional, and this, you know, this applies to network marketers too, nothing you're going to do is going to better prepare you than practice. Because while you're able to give your presentation, Instead of worrying about what you're going to say because you know it cold, not rehearsed, but you know it cold so it sounds smooth and effortless, you can be watching the prospect for little things like their mannerisms. Are they leaning in at certain parts of your presentation? What's their eye movement like? When you ask them questions, what is their mannerisms? Is their body language? Are their arms crossed? Are they open? But you see, the key takeaway here is none of those things are possible until you've honed your craft through intensive, constructive, and positive practice. And here is the twelfth and final step, and arguably the most important. Have fun. If you're an athlete, you get to compete every single day. A salesperson, you get to fight tooth and nail in the trenches to win business and provide for your family. Network marketers, you're giving people a chance to change their lives. Entrepreneurs as small business owners, you are taking a tremendous risk, but it's fun because it instills you with energy and the impact that you're having on people's lives. And that is the approach you must take. Is there stress? Of course. Anything in our lives that puts us in a high-risk position is going to be accompanied by stress. But if you can counter that stress with fun, smiles, passion, enthusiasm, it is going to have such an amazing impact on your lives and the lives of others. And guess what's going to happen along the way? You're going to achieve success and you are going to start believing in yourself. But the secret of everything I've told you is to believe in yourself first and all of the other things in your life will happen quicker and easier 
than you ever imagined. So get out of your own head, learn to love and live life with passion. And remember, you know you've chosen the right field of endeavor. If your mindset every single day is, I don't have to do this, I get to do this. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to the Sully Says Podcast. If we made a connection today, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me via my website, ricksully.com, or via email at rick at ricksully.com. I'm available for sales training, personal development coaching, and motivational speaking, with a focus on how being a childhood bullying victim taught me to find my character, passion, and purpose. I hope to hear from you soon, and please make it a great day.